this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web. And your number one source for after-show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Salem After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Salem After Show. Hey guys, welcome into the Salem After Show right here on AfterBuzz TV for Season 1, Episode 8, Departures, with my lovely ladies on the panel today, Marissa Serafini next to me, and across the table, as always, Anna Koppel for Mayor, and the Southern Belle, Jesse Owen. Hello, guys. Hello. All right, we've got a lot to talk about today. Uh, before we do that, if you haven't yet, I know we're getting good reviews on iTunes. A lot of people are subscribing, rating us, doing all that good stuff. Remember to do that if you haven't yet. We would really appreciate that. And thank you out there to everybody on YouTube for the great comments, good discussions on YouTube. Uh, every episode, pretty much. We love it, so keep it up. We love hearing from you guys. But let's get into it today. We've got a lot to talk about, I think, and I don't know about your opinion, guys, but Departures maybe was the best episode of Salem I've seen so far. Not disparaging the first seven, but it was just interesting. It was entertaining. Increases coming through. You're looking at me like I'm wrong. I wholeheartedly disagree. Really? <laughs> yes. Wow. Well, you didn't like it at all? I didn't, It's not that I didn't like it, but I thought there were two pretty serious um, plot holes. There are some missteps and major, so like we'll what? get into it. We'll okay, get into okay it. cool. Interesting. Okay, all I right. I think last week's episode was better than tonight's. I mean, tonight's episode was pretty good, but I think last week like really set the bar high for all the rest of the episodes. To me, it's all about increase. Increase, and we talked about it last week. He injected that new energy into the show that this mm -hmm. show needed, and now that he's here, stuff is going on, and it's a little bit different. So maybe I'm just biased to increase. I don't know. Yeah, I think you might be. <laughs> I, I like this episode a lot because it made me feel more for Cotton as a person than I have in the past. Cotton's yeah. on a, a journey. Point. He's on a journey, for sure. Yeah, that's a good point. And he's drinking a lot of alcohol on that journey. But we'll talk about him in just yes, a second. Before we go to Cotton, let's talk Anne really quickly before we get into kind of our main subjects. Because we don't see a ton of Anne today, but we do see something significant happen in the sense that she is now very openly questioning her father, questioning what he's doing. She's kind of being a little rebel. And she's going to, at some point, I've got to believe, factor in as a huge monkey wrench to the witches, to the town, to everything that's going on. Anne is growing up in a lot of ways right before our our eyes. 
I think so. I mean, she's definitely asking all the questions that we, the audience, are asking. And But it is still frustrating because she's still not getting the answers. Therefore, we, the audience, are still aren't getting the answers. So, But I love how she really is becoming the person who's you know trying to voice her opinion because we saw that episode a few weeks back where they're like, you have to have a voice. And she's trying to build that voice, but yet no one's really answering her. Yeah, so I guess the question is when will somebody start to answer her or listen to that voice? John has listened to it a little bit. But they have kind of a previous relationship that we've seen fleshed out in dreams and things like that. So I don't know when somebody else will listen to that voice. But whenever that day comes, Anne could be a force to be reckoned with in town if people start respecting her for what she has to say. Right. I think she's getting really, really ballsy. And a part of me really hoped that whenever they were putting Mab in the water um, that she would, like, say something. Like, she'd be like, stop, this is wrong. My father doesn't even think she's a witch. Like, a part of me wanted that to happen. And then it'd set up a whole new thing where maybe Anne would be accused as a witch. I don't know. That's a really good point. Why didn't she say that? Why didn't she go to her father in that moment? That's that's a good, good point. I didn't even think about that. I assume it just because she would have been then branded a witch, and I think Magistrate Hale, being an actual witch, probably wouldn't have done anything to stop him. You know, do you think, I, no. I think his 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 covenant, his, his um, respect for witchcraft and this sort of stuff is going to supersede his mortal human family. So if Anne gets branded as a witch or if Anne is accused like Gloriana was, I got to believe that Magistrate Hale, it may be difficult, but he's probably going to look the other way. Am I wrong? If something mm. happened to Anne? Yeah. yeah. I mean, as, that's hard to tell because we saw Anne go up to Magistrate asking, you know, him to question Mav and all that and, you know, to probably go against the town and actually fight for her. And that he, you can see he turned the other cheek and he didn't do anything. But I think if it, if it was Anne in that position and she was the one accused, I think he would definitely use his power within and his political stance within the community to do something because it is his family. Even though, you know, he may- We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. I um, might be exposed, his big secret, but if it's his family, I think he might actually do something. I think he would do something. I think to look the other way, would I, I don't think he would just look the other way. I and mean, he might end up uh, losing that battle, but I think he would do something. I mean, like, imagine if it were John. Do you think Mary would just look the other way? Or at the very least, do something and put on the airs that he is doing something. Even if he, even if his hands are tied and he can't do something, he needs to look like he is to keep up the charade that he's a human and not a witch. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Keep up pretenses. Yeah. I, okay, I agree with you guys on that. Maybe he wouldn't look the other way. I, I still feel like his first loyalty is to witchcraft and not to his family. He may love Anne. He may feel one way about her, but he knows. And he's in it deeper than Mary. Mary struggled with this, is still in love with John. That's a recurring storyline, and she's kind of questioning it. Hale, we don't get the impression, at least not yet, that Hale is questioning it at all. So he's deep into this witchcraft stuff, and he's not, he's not going to flip and say, oh, well, I really love my mortal daughter. Sorry, witchcraft. See you later. Yeah. So Unless something changes. But maybe we'll actually get that situation where he has to decide. I hope we do. He has that ultimatum. I hope we do. But let's move to the big three stories today. The first one, of course, is Gloriana and Cotton. I'm a little sad today because Gloriana left town, and we all know how I feel about her. Uh, I hope we see her some more. 
He needs to go find her. He should have chased her. He should have chased her. Should have, yeah, should have just left with her. He should have left with her. Yeah, why is he in town anymore? Yeah, what's left in Salem for him? His best friend, John. Hey, oh, that's true. But remember, he's supposed to be the governor, too. Remember that? How ridiculous was that? That Increase said, you're going to be the governor one day. It's like, no, he's not. <laughs> he's not made out for that. That's ridiculous. Yeah, but okay, no. so we, we see Cotton and Gloriana having sex. Again, shocker. What a surprise early on. Um, and then Cotton doesn't have the foresight to a remember where his Bible is during sex. Hey, okay, for, let's even back it up. More. <laughs> if, if you're gonna go to the whorehouse and you're gonna have an illicit relationship, maybe don't bring the Bible, right? He had to act hmm. like he was, you know, proselytizing. Tell, like, what's it called? Um, preaching to the, the whores, like you know, yeah. converting them to Jesus. Oh, he was doing some conversion. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He was going to minister to their souls that were obviously I don't know, but to their needs in a way. Oh, he's meeting their needs. He's meeting Gloriana's needs. But that's my thing. It's like, you know, whether you want to say he's in love with her or just lust. I mean, I think it's more than lust. But whatever it is, he gets so caught up with her, he doesn't think about his father and what this means and doing this in broad daylight and doing this, even though he's in the whorehouse. And like you say, Jesse, you're right that he's proselytizing and spreading the gospel, quote unquote. That's his pretense. It's still pretty obvious. You got to find a little better way to hide it than this. Yeah, and also because now we see in tonight's episode that Cotton actually says that he's in love with Gloriana. And love makes you do crazy things, and he's obviously not thinking straight too. So he didn't think everything out. He didn't plan that correctly. Well, we know he didn't because he ended up hiding under the bed. Yeah, that is the greatest <laughs> hiding spot. Listen, all us, all us boys, as teenagers, young adults, we've all been there hiding under a girl's bed. Am I right? We've never been okay. young boys. Maybe so. you guys yeah, I've never hid under a bed. <laughs> I knew you guys were going to say no. That's okay. But uh, that brings us to, I think, plot inconsistency number one, uh, where Increase comes in and, you know, Gloriana says that she's there with her lord, his word anyway, and Increase accepts that and leaves. They find Mab as a witch. Um, the assumption then would be, Right, that increase in his the men that he came with would have taken Mabo off into jail or whatever. But then later, increase comes to Cotton with his Bible. How did increase get the Bible? Well, he found the Bible at the he whore. saw it. He saw it at the whorehouse. I yeah. understand, but Gloriana was holding on to it, and he left the room without the Bible. Oh, maybe he took it back later. I don't know. Well, was no. Gloriana really holding on to it? No, yes. because remember, Cotton was at the bar when he came, and he had his Bible with him. And when he got up to leave, he left his Bible. And then Cotton was like, hey, you forgot your Bible. And he, he left the know. Bible at the bar then? Oh, so you're saying mm-hmm. Cotton had the Bible at the bar. Gloriana yeah. gave it back to Cotton. Cotton left without it. Increase gave it to Cotton at the bar. So you saw... No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> so he was still under the bed. Increase left, right? Yeah. Okay. So she gave the Bible to Cotton. Cotton goes to the bar. He's at the bar drinking. He gets up to leave. And he's like, hey, you forgot your Bible. Did you see the Bible at the bar? I wasn't paying attention for Okay. Because see, <laughs> I, I actually watched it twice to make sure. And I didn't see the Bible at the bar. It just seemed like Increase had it and he knew. And it just seemed really inconsistent with the story. But did Increase walk in with anything in his hand? We're de- delving way too deep into this, but it isn't that important. Did Increase walk into the bar with anything in his hand? I don't remember. It, it didn't. You didn't see. It just yeah. was like. But it did tell the audience that Increase Fountain now knows about Cotton and Gloriana together, that Cotton was actually there at the whorehouse when he was looking for him. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think that's the only thing the they were meant to tell the audience, and we got that. Yeah, and that is what was established. And then we have Gloriana uh, while Mab is getting tortured, and we'll talk about Mab a little bit more in a second. But Mab points out Gloriana, and we know what's going to happen to people who get accused of witchcraft. It ain't good. R.I.P. the Barker family. R.I.P. Uh, uh, Giles Corey. Uh, it's not a good thing. So when she gets accused, I gotta accused, give it to them for being very innovative in their torture process. I mean, that sounds terrible, but they, you know, they're getting really creative. Yeah, that was something. <laughs> a chair, a chair on a I stick. I like your being, torture ways. I mean, yeah. maybe that's just my dark mind. <laughs> so. Okay, can you sit over there next episode? I'll sit away from you. Perfect. <laughs> don't uh, don't ever talk about witchcraft around Marissa. Okay, so Gloriana gets accused, and 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 this whole kind of sham trial situation begins with her, like it has happened so many times before. And we all thought she was a goner, and Cotton did too. And the scene that was real, in a weird way, cute to me. Not the Cotton talking about John being best friends, not the I love you so much, but just more specifically than even the I love you is when Gloriana is accused at Mab's torture, Cotton flips out. He's not even shy anymore. He runs over. He's like, no, 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 and flips out and tries to confront his dad. And this is a guy in Cotton who we've talked about being a little wimpy, a little wussy, a little scared of his dad. Yes, he was terrified when he confronted his father, but he stood up to him man-to-man in front of everybody because Gloriana is so important to him, and he kind of let it all hang out. I love that. I loved even more, and, and yes, I love that so much too, but I loved even more when the two of them were alone in his room, and he said, I loved her, and, and Increase says, don't say that, and he was like, keeping silent doesn't make it untrue. And I think it was he was just so honest for the first time and to, to just be... Honest with his feelings with his father is huge. Huge. This is who I am. And that's it. Did we ever get confirmation? Did Gloriana quit prostitution at any point? Because she's still living in the whorehouse. So I know Cotton wanted to, you know, pay for her time or whatever he was talking about. Did she actually quit? Or was this? did this all happen so quickly in a matter of days and now she's out of town so it doesn't matter? Yeah, I, I mean, it's hard to tell with the timeline because is it the very next day? Because if they had just got together and then, you know, slept together that night, it would make sense that she would only just be with Cotton. So I don't know how much time has passed from the last episode till tonight. But I'm I'm thinking that she might have just, like, saved herself for Cotton. Yeah, probably because I think Cotton did say he would give her all the wealth. Didn't he say he would pay her? Like, but not as a whore? So maybe, but it is, but it is kind of, yeah. Well, he's like her sugar daddy now. Pretty much, <laughs> yeah. Really is. It's an interesting way to describe Cotton Mather. Sugar daddy Mather. But I like how Cotton's actually standing up for something he believes in, he, even if it is for Glorian. Gloriana, someone that he does love, but it's from going back to the first episode. We really, really think of his character doing something like this in tonight's episode that he's we can see his progression of a character and character arc that he's really becoming a strong person standing up for what he believes in well to put in a little bit of devil's advocate about that a lot of times it is it is liquid courage he's drinking a lot in this episode he's drunk (laughs) a lot he comes home the scene you love about him talking to his dad and saying i loved her and stuff he came home stumbling drunk like passed out on his bed so yes he's being courageous but he's also got a little something behind it. So is he really being courageous or is he just so petrified he's having to cope with different mechanisms to get him to his father? I guess whatever works though, right? I don't think he collapsed on his bed. I think he threw himself on his bed like a child would because he was like so upset and devastated and he was going to yeah. cry over But, but he was drunk was for sure. Yeah. A part he of had been drinking. Cotton's like just kind of giving up. Not really giving up, but... You know, just kind of be like, oh, well, it doesn't matter. My dad's going to control anything, everything anyway. So it doesn't matter. 
So I think he's kind of, that's why he's drinking so much. And now his love of his life is just gone. So now he's like, I don't care. It is interesting to see Cotton becoming the voice of reason where in the first episode or two, John was the only voice of reason. And we were all siding with John because this whole town is crazy and they're on a witch hunt, literally. Mm-hmm. And now it's Cotton who goes to his dad and at some point is like, you know, when Mab uh, flips on Gloriana, Cotton goes, you're going to trust the devil's, like, minion? You're going to trust somebody of the devil for the truth? What are you doing? Like, come on, we need to think about this. Just a few weeks ago, Cotton was in a very different position. So it does speak to his growth, and mm-hmm. it does speak not only that, but to his selfishness of what Gloriana means to him. But, Gloriana aside, bigger picture, this is obviously going to calm Cotton down on the witchcraft issue, because now that he's been directly affected by this with Gloriana... I think he's going to look twice and three times and four times at every person who everybody could possibly think is a witch and say, wait a minute, not only does it affect them, how does it affect the people around them? Right. And And that's a huge development for him. Yeah, and also we saw when he was confronting his father in front of the whole crowd that he's like, you're killing innocent people. So, yes, he's at that point, he's going to do more good things in the future and be more, scrutinize these people more closely them before accusing them and executing them. Right. Can we talk for a second about uh, what happened in the barn with them checking for marks? Sure. <laughs> yes, we can. Okay. <laughs> well, does anybody else want to start? I had such a visceral reaction. Like, I just, I felt like I wanted to vomit. I just, I just hated it. I just, it made me so uncomfortable. I felt like it was rapey somehow, and... Um, and I just hated increase in that moment, especially after he's like, well, you know, we have nothing to do with this. Like you just like, what? I think increase was just trying to get a rise out of cotton and to let him know, Hey, I'm boss and look at what I can do. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. a jerk. He's the worst. I mean, just, it was awful. He he is an asshole, but I think that's, they did that part so well to make the audience uncomfortable because that was an uncomfortable situation, especially throwing Cotton in the middle of that, being the one to, like, literally check Gloriana in front of her, his father. So even the degradation of her character and literally being stripped down to nothing and being vulnerable in that position, it's going to make anyone uncomfortable watching that. And I loved how Cotton, like, kind of took up for her. He was like, no, you're not going to touch her. And he was like, you know... Although, the examination. just a couple minutes before that, Cotton wanted Increase to do the examination, and Increase is like, no, you're going to do it. I don't think he understood what kind of examination it was, because he was like, an examination? Well, sure, go ahead and examine, you know. And then when they get there, and he's like, check her for marks, he's like, father, please. Yeah. Like, so. Yeah. That was a serious head-to-toe examination. Yeah, and Increase wanted to look closer at her boobs. <laughs> uh, Steven in the booth just I mean they cheered. could have really gotten up close and personal and been like spread um, lift up like they could have really gotten personal hey on Gloriana <laughs> on Azure Parsons I'm, I'm with you Increase <laughs> maybe Increase is a, is a perv too Oh, he definitely of is. Course. He yeah. definitely is. He, get, he, he got off on And that. Isaac's right, and we'll talk about Isaac later, but at one point Isaac says about Increase, I don't trust that man. And that's exactly right. He may not be a witch, but that doesn't make him a good person or even a halfway good person. He's he's arguably more evil than a lot of the witches. I think Increase mm-hmm. only did that to Cotton because he's not getting any, and he didn't want Cotton to get any. Because <laughs> he says, the day I remove temptation from your path, is he'll thank him like really is it because you don't have any temptation in your life well a lot of people have daddy issues and cotton is one of those guys and increase might have daddy issues himself and how i don't know what his story is and what his backstory is but now he's forcing it upon his son with the governor thing with the temptation looking in the long road and everything he's doing to him so increase uh not only is a formidable figure but is a very 
what's the word I'm looking for? Very pressing down very hard on his son to do everything with his will. And now that he's in town, he's going to expect his son to submit to his will every time. And guess what? Cotton has submitted every time. Yes, he stood up when Gloriana was accused. Yes, he's spoken a little bit more about how he felt about Gloriana. But Cotton has never yet flat out refused to do something. He did the examination. He, you know, he was helpless to stop the trial before Increase himself stopped the trial. So I'm just waiting for the day that Cotton stands up to Increase and metaphorically or literally punches him in the face and says, forget this. I'm not doing this anymore. Relationship over. It's almost like I wish the people would have stood up. You know, because Cotton's sitting there saying, you know, this isn't right. He's basically telling the people, hey, this isn't right what you're doing to Gloriana. And nobody said anything, but then uh, Increase made the comment that, um, what was it, no sinners, what was it? I wrote it down. Um, Anyways, I can't. Mm -hmm. Anyways, (laughs) anyways, okay. Um, Basically that no sinners or no sins will be allowed in Salem, basically. And also, if you think about it, I don't think anyone would stand up for Gloriana because she's still, in the eyes of the public, is still a prostitute. So no one's going to defend a prostitute. Of course, we know Cotton is going to, but no one else is going to. My question is, with the torture thing with Mab, when they're having the torture there, the whole town's kind of standing around watching this happen. If you know that the witch who's being tortured is going to finger somebody at the torture, why would you go? Stay home. Because if you go, you might get pointed at. I think everybody has to go because it seems like because they go around calling all the people to Salem, come do... Like, I think, like, if you didn't go, you might be accused as a witch. <laughs> it's a so, very so if, thing. if you go, you might be accused, and if you don't go, you might be... You just can't win either way. I, I mean, if you think about it, it's like the equivalent of a shootout during Western movies. Like, when there's a big shootout going, everyone in town's watching and surveying all that. So and maybe this is the Salem ways of, hey, something's happening within the town, everyone come and watch. So... This is another, I don't, know, I don't know that I would call it an inconsistency, but maybe just like a cheap plot device that I didn't really understand. So why did Mab take the suicide pill after she fingered Gloriana? What was the point of fingering Gloriana if she was going to kill herself anyway? Because Hale wanted her to finger Gloriana. Because didn't you see him look at Mab when, at the very last minute when she knew she was about to die? He looked at her and then she was like, Gloriana. I think they're trying to set it up because they know Cotton loves Gloriana. I have a feeling, too, it may have happened, and I forget the chronology exactly in the episode, but it happened after Gloriana was released from prison, correct? When she was banished from the town? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, yeah. Because I think at this point, Mab may have taken the pill because she knows Increase is coming back for me to find the witch. I fingered someone. Increase has said, that's not the witch, but she must leave town. And Increase will be back to find the witch, and I can't get interrogated again. If I get interrogated again, okay. I'm going to roll or I'm too weak or whatever it is. Or, or she's I, too guilty that she realized, yeah. hey, this is my only way out. Or I feel or I feel too strongly about the coven, which is a word they actually haven't really used. But you know what I'm saying, about their group of witches. The hive, yeah. they call that, it. Do they call it? The, oh, you're okay. Yeah. They feel too guilty, but, or I feel too loyal to the hive that I don't want to possibly do something to negatively affect it. So I will sacrifice myself, I think is the way I took that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That makes more sense then. What is the black pill? What are these poisons that kill people in, like, three seconds? I know. They they have them, and, I mean, I, I want to say the military uses them, too, just in case. <laughs> what is they up ever... with you? You know everything. Are you yeah. talking about <laughs> the no, cyanide random... pill? Yeah, cyanide pills that, you know, if you get unfortunate, caught in those unfortunate situations, because I actually know someone. 
Um, but that, like, if you realize you don't have an out, that's your way to just but end it's, it. It's <laughs> like for spies. Like, if you get caught, instead of giving up information about your country, they'll take a sign. But it pill. really happens that quickly. Yeah. Within, <laughs> yes. There, there are so many chemicals out there that can kill you in an instant. You take it in a lethal amount. Yeah. I'm yeah, sure. so watch it, Bobby. Seriously. I'm glad you gave me that vitamin C. I'm sure that'll help against cyanide. <laughs> it's a it's a tough world out there. Yeah. Okay. Uh let's let's go on now. We've talked a lot about increase. Obviously there's a lot more stuff about him to come, but Oh him, sorry, just just one more thing go for increase. Um there was that line. I th- I believe it was when he was with Isaac. Um when Increase was with Isaac and they were talking about Oh no, he was sorry, he was with Cotton. And um, you know, Cotton's trying to get Increase to not point out Gloriana, but he says and they get to the point where yeah, they believe that Gloriana isn't a witch, but she still bewitched um, his son Mm -hmm. Cotton, and then I'm like, now you're just being an ass and just going after your son's love of his life just to be, just to exert your superiority and authority over your son Well, remember the very first scene of the episode, which was a little funny and a little cool, is when Increase is walking through town and he's grumbling about how this is like a pot of sin and all this despair and all this horrible stuff in town, so what's his real motive? Is his real motive witches or is his real motive the den of iniquity that is the whorehouse and all that sort of stuff? Because remember, he's a reverent. So we've only seen him as a witch hunter, and we've been led to believe he's this amazing witch hunter, and Hale and Mary are scared of him, which all may be true. But his real motive, especially with his son, he may not care about witches. He may have wanted Gloriana from the top because he wants to get rid of her, because he wants to get rid of what it means for Cotton and what it might mean for his future governorship, which is ridiculous. But what that all means for him, and witches may be, in a weird way, a secondary pursuit for him, secondary to, to purifying Cotton. He seems really okay, concerned about the Mather name. Yeah. Yeah, and I think uh, Increase wants Cotton to be just like him. And just like when John went and talked to Increase, and he made that comment um, to Increase, loving his father made a choice in loving his son's choices and loving his son. Like, it's interesting how Increase reacted to that. He immediately banished Gloriana, like, I know it's best for my son. I love my son, so this is what I'm going to do for my son. Do we think Gloriana's been banished, or will she be back? Not to get too prediction-y, but have I we seen the last of her? I think Cotton's going to go after her. Uh, she's exiled, because he made it very clear if Gloriana ever stepped foot into Salem again, or even had made eye contact with Increase, again, she's gone. So I think Cotton's going to go to her instead. But we've also seen how loyal Cotton's been to his father, and when Gloriana was leaving, he said... I'm sorry. Like, sorry. Sorry, girl. Go on now. But (laughs) if Increase is out of the picture, that leaves room for Gloriana to come back. Not to get too prediction-y. Well, let's stay... Okay, you're you're right. Let's just kill Increase. Let's stay away from predictions and let's move on to... uh, How about George Sibley? We see a lot about George Sibley today. We haven't seen so much of him because of the frog, and we learn a lot about... Well, not learn a lot, but we see a lot with him. Uh, going on the trip with Isaac. First off, Isaac, what a good guy for taking George to Boston. And obviously Mary's lying to Isaac about the motive. Mm-hmm. But of taking George to Boston to the doctor when George did what he did to Isaac way back in episode one. Uh, I forgot George has the ability to speak because he hasn't spoken a single word in so long. Um, I don't really think it was that... Isaac wanted to. He was more so forced and pressured to do it. And Isaac being a good person, he was going to do it. But you can see that whole carriage ride. He was going really rough and during that whole ride and like physically making 
uh, silly sick and like n- uncomfortable and but you could see that he was um Isaac was really enjoying that it's like yeah I ha- kind of have power over you right now well I-, I think you know Goldberg just wanted to get back to work after breaking his arm or whatever it was he missed so many weeks he's like you got to get me in the show again yeah. look at all that manipulation that came out of Sibley's mouth as soon as he starts talking, and he's like, oh, I felt bad. Like, just go get me some help, please. Hey, listen. Please. No, he was a jerk right away. He started, like, demanding things right away. It was like, are you kidding? Can you open with an apology, maybe? Even if you don't mean it, you can start with an apology. Those mm-hmm. those, hey. those first couple scenes in the very first episode when Sibley was the man in the center of town with Isaac the Fornicator doing his bad thing, Sibley was scary and creepy and cool and awesome, and I was like, this is great. And then he's just been useless for six <laughs> or seven episodes. So I'm glad to have him back, because he's maybe not Cotton Mather bad on the scales of bad people, but he's out there. He's going that way, and he was power hungry when he's there. So guess what? It's just another dynamic in town now. We have to see what happens with these spells and all that's going on, but it's another dynamic in town, another power player here to see who he allies with, how he allies, whatever happens to him. And them two together would be a nightmare for Salem. Oh, can you imagine George and George and Increase? <laughs> Heck no. Oh. I see a little really two-on-two dodgeball. George and Increase versus Cotton and John. <laughs> Young guys that? would win that if yeah. it was dodgeball. But if it's politics in Salem, who knows? Uh, That's true. So, okay, so George Sibley, when the crash happens, girls, we got to talk about it. Him taking the stake, the stick or whatever, and cutting out in his stomach the frog. I know you looked away. Well, no, I saw his hand in there, and when I saw that skin <laughs> stretching, I was like... <laughs> God. I, I mean, I didn't really have a problem with that. But my thing is, how did he not bleed to death? Because that was a serious right? incision. He had his whole hand in his abdomen. Not only that, how but did he, he not? He stabbed pretty deep. That yeah. wasn't a flesh wound to just take the skin away. He it's stabbed four or five inches. I'm, I'm guessing George Sibley doesn't have medical experience either to know like what how deep to cut to not affect any big organs or vital organs. I also organs. noticed but it how was, did he not bleed to death? I also noticed it was a broken piece of wood and not like a clean metal scalpel sterilized it. Yeah. How was it not completely infected? How yeah. I've, a little bit unrealistic maybe, but I have a weird George Sibley question and maybe you guys will make fun of me for asking this. I'm sure you probably will, but I'm gonna ask it anyways. George, for the past six or seven episodes, however long it is, days or weeks or whatever in temporal structure in the show, he's had a frog in his throat, haha, <laughs> and he's been eating soup. So shouldn't the guy be losing weight and looking kind of a little emaciated? Not like thin, 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 but he should be losing some weight. He's still a big dude. It could also be malnutrition, too, because sometimes when you're, you are actually dehydrated, your body... Um, you know, puffs in, up or whatever. Yeah, puffs up because it's trying to retain water. So it could have been the opposite effect on his body that he actually gained weight instead. But remember, um, Mary also fed the frog through that nipple on her leg, <laughs> and then when the frog appeared on her dresser, she said George right away. So maybe the frog like was supposed to have um, taken over. Dr. House here with uh, Parasites like to keep their host alive as long as possible. So I'm sure that it's keeping it alive. There you go. There you go. That came yeah. on and I was like, what on earth is going on? Yeah. Doctors. Yeah. All right. Well, we could have a Salem Medical Show with Stephen Lemieux. <laughs> so, so George Sibley gets in the crash, cuts himself up, and then goes and sits by this tree. Um, yeah, the thing about bleeding to death. He's sitting by this tree, theoretically bleeding, although we don't see a whole lot of blood. We see a lot on the ground, but then it's almost like they forgot a little bit about blood when he's there. I would think he'd be bleeding out harder, and he wasn't. 
and uh, Petrus finds him. The race is on to find George Sibley. Everybody's looking for him, and Petrus gets there first, who we forgot about. I don't know about you guys, but I kind of forgot he was in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'm he like, gi- oh, yeah, that's, yeah. And he gives him another one of these potions. So this spell, as it turns out with George, is going to keep for a day, I believe they said, or roughly a day. Uh, long enough to actually get him. Yeah, so... Yeah. But the problem is they didn't get him. Yeah, no, they didn't. Yeah, so it... Just, it was just pretty much to buy more time. Yeah, but the time they bought is actually going to hurt him anyways, which I can't wait to see what happens with we'll that. Um, but George, moving forward, theoretically is going to get healthier. He won't be dealing with the frog anymore, so Lord knows what's going to happen with that. And obviously he wanted to go to Increase and not Mary because he knows who Mary actually is. He is the only one in town of all the main characters that we know, who truly knows who the witches are and what's going on, right? The only human who knows what's going on. So we look at Anne as a monkey wrench. George probably going to end up being the ultimate monkey wrench because of what he can do. The I, question- I find it upsetting how I know that he he should have been bleeding to death, so it should have been, like, in that moment of desperation, tell the first person, anyone, the information that you know. He should have told Isaac, Mary is a witch, go get her. But actually, he's holding on to that information. I'm like, just tell someone, please. And that's what's frustrating, but uh, obviously they he has to hold on to the information so we can have more episodes and flesh this, flesh this out. But I'm like, come on, if you're in, stuck in that situation where you might actually die, you should just tell someone the information that you know. How is um, Isaac not in trouble for, like, because when he increase went up to him and was like what happened like wouldn't he be in trouble for leaving Sibley there and not yeah. telling anybody leaving the scene of an accident and all that yeah wouldn't he just get like um another letter on his forehead for leaving or Stupid. <laughs> there's still time because it wasn't it wasn't like he just got back and increase saw him as he was coming back he was drinking he was yeah. like sitting there hanging out and increase is like Where's George? Wait a minute. It's like a day later. Yeah. He took a sweet old time. But that also shows because Isaac still has a problem with Sibley after everything that happened with him. And it shows how, again, how how strong Increase is to force his will on everybody. It's not just Cotton, but he forces his will on Isaac. Mm -hmm. Isaac can't tell him what happened. Isaac's a horrible liar anyways. But Increase asks him like three times, and Isaac flips on it immediately. And then increase it out there. I wouldn't say that that is increased. Isaac was already feeling the weight of guilt. And he was telling John he didn't want to leave him there to begin with. He was like, but that's murder. And John kind of talked him into leaving him there. So I I think he was maybe even already drinking to sort of ease his mind and his guilt. And and increase kind of gave him permission to say, let's go get him. And John has ulterior motives, too. He doesn't want to go get George Mm -hmm. because he's in love with Mary. And he wants that sort of stuff to happen. Maybe Isaac read a little bit of that, knowing John the way he does, and realize, is John telling me to leave him there for the good of the town, or is John telling me to leave him there for the good of John? Which Isaac questions. Yeah. Well, obviously it's for the good of him, because he had just had the conversation with Mary, and Mary's like, this can't continue, not because I don't want it to, but because I'm still married. That's a tough conversation. Only one way to do is kill the husband. When the husband's dying in the woods, leave him there. Right. And if John's killed as many men as we supposedly are led to believe John's killed... What's George Sibley? Nothing. Yeah. He'd like to kill George Sibley the way Sibley made John go to war in the first place. They just need to go ahead and kill Sibley. Because, I mean, like, what are they... I know they're leaving him there for her to have the power, but it seems like she doesn't even have power anyway. Like, she's not controlling any of these hangings. She didn't have any control over the Mab situation. So just go ahead and eliminate the problem. I'm, I'm confused, too, because she still is married into the Sibley family and married with the Sibley name. So if he were to just die one day, 
if two episodes ago he had just died, it's not like everybody in town would suddenly look upon Mary as like a common whore in the whorehouse. Like she would still be respected in town. Maybe it would be diminished a little bit because George isn't alive, but George is useless anyways. He was a vegetable for six weeks anyways. So if he does die, maybe Mary even gains sympathy in the town and people look mm-hmm. at her power and her wealth and stuff. So yeah, he should have been killed a while a widow ago. At the, she would exactly. be a widow at that point. And a true martyr because of what she did the whole way earlier exactly. after John left and that sort of stuff. So she maybe even looked at better. But but no, of course not. George is still alive because we got more episodes to get to. <laughs> and now he's roommates with Increase. Yes, yeah, seriously. <laughs> oh, goodness. It was frustrating. They have, a, they have a bromance going on, right? Yep. <laughs> All right. Anything else about these guys? I know we've got news and gossip and predictions like that. Anything major that we're forgetting right now before we do that? I think we got it. All right. Let's go into news. Here we go. Yeah. There we go. And there's I think Steven's asleep. It's okay. I think Steven's actually Googling biological topics to, like, tell us about, you know, different medical things and different things with George. Um, All right, we got a couple different pieces of news today. The first one is Ashley Medekwe is a cover model. That's right, she plays Titiba. She is on the July 2014 cover of Company magazine in the United Kingdom. Good stuff. I I think we have a picture, too. We do have a picture. I don't subscribe to Company, but it looks (laughs) cool. We've got the picture of the cover. Um, they also asked her, there's a couple little things of insight, what she says in the article, which will be out in July or a couple weeks from now, on her L.A. moment. Remember, she was on Revenge. I think we've mentioned that on this show before. Mm-hmm, yeah. She was on Revenge, and her, she says her L.A. moment was, quote, The first time I drove myself to work on Revenge, I remember driving to Manhattan Beach and driving onto the lot and parking outside my trailer. That was a pinch-me moment. It was all I'd wanted to shoot a TV show in Los Angeles. Wow. It's well, kind of how we feel coming after Buzz. Yeah. Dream come true, in a way, for her. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I wouldn't mind working in Manhattan Beach at those studios down there, literally right off the beach. So that's a good life yeah. for her. And and giving her a trailer, too. I don't have a trailer. No. What's up, guys? But Manhattan Beach is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a bad place to work. <laughs> she also says, this is kind of cool, and if you follow her on Twitter, you already know this, but on blogging, she says, quote, I'm terrible at posting regularly. I don't deserve the blog success. At the moment, because I'm shooting Salem, the days are so long, the last thing I want to do is go home, get ready, and take pictures. So I aim for once a week, but sometimes it's not even always that much. I bring that up because she has a personal style blog. I don't know if you guys follow this or not. She's at Smashly Bell on Twitter, and her style bo- her style blog is ashley-ringmybell.com. And it's basically fashion and style and stuff like that, and she's gotten a lot of notice for it because of her rules on revenge in Salem and stuff like that but she's and a fashion and the blogger. girl knows how to dress yeah well you have to be to be a fashion blogger that's like a prerequisite <laughs> yeah. so good for she should not everybody knows that you know that's so. true we, Lord knows I don't uh, and our second piece of news and gossip this is a fun one we've got pictures of these two if we can get them up uh, a big thank you, Anna. You've been talking to this guy on Twitter a lot. Michael Gardner is an actor ba- based in Texas, and he's been working on Salem the past several months. Um, tweeted us to talk a little bit about Salem, sent us some pictures of him working. First tweet, he had this to say about it before we get to the pictures. Working on set and in Shreveport, he said, Great set, awesome wardrobe, gracious crew, and I get to hang witches. I took, I have a question, Mike, you're wrong about this, Michael Gardner. You're not hanging witches. You're hanging innocent people. These are not witches. He's he's part of the problem. He said hang out with witches, I think. Was that it? I think he said hang out I, with witches. I swear. Oh, I thought he said It was, I get to hang witches. I, I, I think it was, I get to hang witches. I got, the, well, I got a picture of the tweet right way, here. Either way, it would be cool. I get to hang witches. Okay, I got, yeah, well, definitely. Uh, Dude, you're part of the problem, Michael Gardner. 
Yeah, here, here we go. There he is. Yeah. So awesome. I, I have to say, I want to take this moment to say, we have the most amazing Twitter followers, and we're having fun with all of you. And thank you for tweeting us throughout the week. It's just great. I just love it. And keep it coming. It is awesome. great. He's sending us a lot of good stuff. He sent us two pictures. You can see that one right there. He is a henchman, uh, playing a henchman at the kind of the hanging place, the prison, the center of town and whatnot. And then he also sent us a second picture where oh, he was wow. one of the zombies. Nice. <laughs> oh, very nice. So we yeah. criticized that episode you know, thematically a little bit, but it would have been cool to play a zombie on that episode. He got to do that. So thank you, Michael. His Twitter handle, by the way, is Babe Wrangler. Mm. Think of a better one. Like Wrangler right. jeans. It Are you a real cowboy? <laughs> <laughs> get that. Okay. Thank Wrangler. you, Mom. Thank you, Mom, for that. Are you his, are you his publicist or something? No. Are you hiring? <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's good stuff. Those are good pictures. So we like seeing that sort of stuff. He did say, too, I'm glad he said this. He's like, don't worry. They're cleared by the production department i can send out these pictures so we're not like you know spoiler no spoiler alerts or anything although that would be kind of neat it would also be kind of unfortunate to do that so those pictures are behind totally the scenes photos though they're, they're always fun, they're always fun. Yeah. all right guys let's get on to uh predictions and now you're after buzz tv <laughs> well, okay, so I think I'll start. So we see in the previews, and especially tonight's episode, where you can tell that Mary's on the verge, the, now that Sibley's talking again, he can tell anyone about Mary's secret and her being a witch and revealing her and pointing her out. So we're getting closer to the reveal of Mary's um, position, and everyone's going to find out because they're building that tension up. So I think something's going to happen. Mary might might kill George. Before he does anything. I have a similar but different prediction. I think that, because we see that uh, they say your husband is awake. Um, I think that... speaking. Or your husband is, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. speaking, yeah. That uh, I think that Mary is going, or somebody is going to dream walk with him and convince him that it's better for him to sort of side with the witches or to keep silent... Or somehow they're going to convince him to not let the secret out. Because otherwise we have to get rid of Janet Montgomery from the show. Or that doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't make sense at all. There'd be no Salem without her. Right. Or we have to kill George and increase. Hey, you just stole my prediction. Oh, <laughs> Anyways, my prediction was that the witches are going to have to, you know, get rid of one of them because they they don't want to be revealed. And if we revealed them, then the season would be over. We wouldn't have season two. I think we're so. I think we get rid of both of them. If that's the prediction, I think you got to get rid of both George and Increase. Increase is screwing everybody up, um, and now George mm-hmm. can talk. Unless they got rid of Increase, and what if Cotton helps get rid of Increase, and then everyone doesn't care because the whole town's scared anyway. But and kept George around just. For whatever reason, they're still keeping George around to give Mary that extra power she needs. And they say that oh. George is a crazy old man talking about witches and stuff, and he doesn't know what he's talking about, maybe. Oh, maybe I like they'll that. put I like, like a rat in him next time. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. All right. All right. My, <laughs> my prediction is about Gloriana, because let's face it, of course it is. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> Gloriana is not done in town. She's coming back. She's not scared to increase. I mean, she's actually terrified to increase. But she loves <laughs> Cotton too much. Cotton loves her too much. And we are coming to a point where all of the mortals, all of the non-witches, are going to come together and form a super team. John and Cotton are already BFFs. Isaac is with them. He's been around with them as kind of their little helper anyways. 
Uh, Gloriana will come back and specifically get with them. And then Anne, who's been kind of rogue with her father, is going to either find something out definitively about who Hale actually is or connect more dots and go to John like she's been going. And you're going to have those five screw a bunch of stuff up for the witches in town. And I think the witches don't have increases their biggest concern. It's the five good guys, you know, the group of good people that we like, Cotton John, uh, Gloriana, Anne, and Isaac. And those five are going to wreak havoc. Yeah. And I also think Mary's not going to go through with the Grand Rite. Oh. I think near the end, huh. she's going to have a big turn with her character, and she's not. She's actually going to become the good person instead. Oh, that is quite a prediction. Yeah. Someone over here. Quite the prediction. <laughs> All right, guys. Social links, Twist. Twitter. Where can we find y'all? You can follow me at Koppel for Mayor, K-O-P-P-E-L-F-O-R-M-A-Y-O-R. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Miss Jesse Owens. You can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Serafini TV. And I'm on Twitter at Bobby DeMuro. Thank you guys for tweeting us, like you mentioned, Anna. And thank you guys for tweeting us all the way from the Netherlands. <laughs> or Holland, or whatever we want to call it. That is Netherlands. All kinds of places. All kinds well, of places. We had a whole thing on Twitter. Anyway, thank you. So tweet us, guys. We'd love to hear from you. Remember, subscribe on iTunes. And if you're on YouTube watching the video, comment below. We would love to talk to you guys there, Twitter, wherever. That's it this week on Salem. We'll see you guys a week from today. Thank you so much for joining us. Good night. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 